Today's guest is Sky Cohens. Sky is an LA-based video creator and founder of Sky Life, a media company dedicated to exploring wellness so we can live our happiest, healthiest lives. She has an amazing YouTube channel that features literally every health trend and topic you can imagine, from juicing celery, taking medicinal mushrooms, kundalini yoga, the Wim Hof method, and so many more. I don't really watch much YouTube, but Sky's content is truly high quality. She has a unique style that fuses journalism, research, and storytelling in a way that shows you the actual data and research behind what she's doing, yet also keeping you entertained. Sky has a wealth of knowledge and experience with all things health and wellness, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and I'm really excited for you guys to hear this one. So without further ado, today's episode with Sky Cohens. Feeling zen? Yeah, I love the, the breath. Wow. I just meditated, but I sort of fell asleep, so, which happens all the time to me. And uh, it's crazy how powerful the breath is, man. Yeah. What kind of meditation do you do? I do all types, but the one I'm doing now is I'm doing Dr. Joe Dispenza's meditations. They're pretty unbelievable. Yeah, that was one thing I wanted to talk with you about. Actually, I went to his advanced week-long retreat in February. Oh, no way. Because um, you went to, when, when did you go to his retreat? I went to a workshop in October, and it was at the Gaia Sphere. So he has a show on Gaia. So they were basically putting on a weekend workshop at their headquarters. So I went to that. But I really want to do an advanced week-long retreat now after this experience and then i just did 40 days of his meditations and i interviewed a lot of people in his community who have crazy stories yeah and because that was one of the things i was curious about because you made a video about it but yeah obviously a lot more time has passed and you've been it sounds like you've been doing the work pretty much every day Mm -hmm. so what what have you noticed by doing it now it's been what like seven months well right after the retreat i didn't start diving into the work every single day I was dabbling with his meditations and then I went home for the holidays and then I was traveling a lot. So I wasn't really committed to doing them every day, but I knew I wanted to make a video where I did try them every day for 40 days and documented what happens. So that's what I did in February and sort of February through March. And that was really crazy because I feel like I wasn't even doing them right all the time because, you know, those meditations are sometimes over an hour long and it can be really hard to do them at first. And also I was sort of sleep deprived and couldn't stay awake. And I would try doing them at 5 a.m. before going to work out. That wasn't working. Then I tried doing them after I worked out. I tried all sorts of things to get it to work. And so I feel like in the beginning I was just sort of, getting myself acquainted with how it could work for my life because I'm used to doing meditating all the time, but only for 20 minutes, an hour is a chunk of time. So when you're an entrepreneur and you got a lot of stuff going on, it can, it can be hard to sort of commit to that. But I made it happen where those 40 days, I just found a way to sort of work it out. And then I feel like I wasn't even doing them right half the time. And I still saw incredible results in the way I think and my default mode just changed. I'm not somebody that typically wakes up super pumped about life and I don't have a natural positive mindset. I have to really work at it. And so I noticed that with these meditations, it just shifted my entire way of thinking. 
and I was naturally more able to just shift straight out of those low vibrational frequencies that we're always in. And I was battling with my mind a lot for the previous year. And this has helped me tremendously. And now I am doing them again. I tried in between, I tried a Deepak Chopra 21 day meditation challenge for another video. Cause that's sort of my job is to try all sorts of things yeah. and report back to people. I thought that was, that was great as well. But there's something about Dr. Joe's meditations that they are just on another level. <laughs> um, and I can't believe the stories that I've heard. He has tons of testimonial videos, but I've spoken to people directly. And that's the best when you can really sit down with someone and hear firsthand about a crazy healing experience they had or how they've changed their lives through this work. You really, you start to understand the real power of it. Yeah, totally. It's funny too, because there's a lot of skepticism um, around like what he's teaching. And yeah. I think the cool thing with him is like, at least in my experience of it, this stuff has been around for like thousands of years, but he's speaking in a language that like appeals to a lot of people who could be skeptical because he's talking through the lens of like neuroscience. And, yeah. you know, like I remember I sat at dinner one night at the event with two people who were like, like world renowned, like one of them had a health summit that she hosted Dr. Joe. And she was saying like how much it's impacted her. But at first she was so skeptical. So it's cool. He's like this bridge between the skeptics and, and like mm. this wisdom that's internally within all of us, you know? Yeah. And actually I was so skeptical for a long time and I still feels like I have questions because if you actually look at what he's doing, I mean, it's groundbreaking. So anything that's groundbreaking when he, you're piecing together parts of epigenetics, neuroscience, it's a lot of like moving parts, quantum physics, quantum physics is such a new field that we're really confused by. And so, especially because also Dr. Joe, he's not a neuroscientist. He does neuroscience research, but the doctor is because he's a doctor, he's a chiropractor. So he has positioned himself in a certain way. And I think that's why he might get some criticism from mainstream science and the mainstream medical community. But all of that aside, if you look at the results that are happening with his community, thousands of people, like these, this is real stuff. And it is, you've been to a week-long retreat. I really want to go because what I hear that happens at those retreats is just really mind-blowing. So yeah, I mean, I was super skeptical in my video that I'm going to be putting out this week, basically documents the 40-day process. I'm very honest. That's what I try and do in all my videos is just be as objective and neutral as I can while also like sharing my authentic experience. But yeah, I'm, I say, you know, here's there, there's some criticism and here's why, because there are no published, there's no published research. I don't know if you can find his brain scans anywhere. There's some in his books, but he does get criticism for it being a little bit fringe, new agey, a little pseudoscience-y. So it's not like we're, it's not like this is mainstream science yet. We're so far from that, but it's really cool because this is an evolution into merging yeah. science and spirituality. Yeah. It's funny about the mainstream part. Cause I live in Encinitas and it's like, like everyone here knows Joe Dispenza. So I always have to remind myself, I'm like, oh yeah, like most people aren't into this stuff and like it, yeah. it seems super woo woo. But yeah, I think as the research and, and people like you who are like documenting as objectively as possible, your experience 
can give people more insight into like what's actually going on. And speaking of like in the world of quantum physics and in like spirituality as a whole, I mean, I know you did like 40 days of Kundalini, um, so many other things. What would you say is one or maybe a few that like really stuck out to you and altered how you think about life and, and live your life? Yeah. I feel like my thinking has changed so much in the past two years since I've been on this journey. And I am just, my curiosity has gone from, I've always been so curious. And now it's just, it's what drives me in life, honestly, is my curiosity of really wanting to understand why we're here and how we connect with this planet that we're on in this larger universe and how our brain works. We just don't have any idea really. We're starting to get some idea, but uh, things that have stuck with me, I mean, honestly, my experience with cold therapy was crazy because it was so physically challenging trying Wim Hof method and really throwing myself into an intense experience of, yeah, just being in the cold and hating the cold for pretty much my whole life. I grew up in Boston and I just hated the cold in general and would always hate the winter. And then I moved to California to get away from it. And then I find out about Wim Hof and I understand, oh wait, maybe there's something deeper. Like you can change the way you perceive your senses. So you can change the way you're perceiving the cold. And it just takes some training of the brain and training of the physical body a little bit of reconditioning, reprogramming. And that changed everything because, you know, that is one thing that stuck with me in terms of really a mental health practice. Like me taking a cold shower in the morning or getting in an ice bath helps me overcome so much in my own mind. And it has just drastically shifted my perception of pain and suffering in life. And it's better equipped me to handle those things. And when challenges do come, it's almost like putting yourself through that type of physical pain and training. It's like a gym for the brain and it's great for the body. You know, we have the research on how it reduces inflammation, et cetera. But for me, the mental side of it has been a game changer and it's totally stuck with me. Yeah, that resonates. And it's funny. I was actually not expecting to say cold, but it's so true because like I, I have a cold plunge and I used to do it every day and I've had to stop due to some health reasons. But I remember, uh, a girl I was dating for a few months, we ended things. And the next day after it ended, I went in the cold plunge and I was really like, I was just having so much anxiety around it and just feeling like awful, like just awful, like those just painful emotions. And I got in the cold plunge and I, it was the first time where I experienced like the pain that I was feeling from the anxiety. It like the cold, like exacerbated it, but then it released and I got out and I was like, holy shit. Like it, it's like the cold is like this vehicle to feel. And then that anxiety, like obviously I wasn't like over her in a day, but it really helped me like process and like kind of like get into my body and like I could like stop freaking out about it. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty wild how for me getting in the cold, it just teaches you how to be present and peaceful in the midst of discomfort and also in that case, I feel like when we are able to feel deeply and really feel something fully, whether it be our anxiety, our fear, whatever it is, 
it doesn't have as much power because then you realize, oh, if I just feel this, this is just an emotion, and uh, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna pass. It's a weird kind of it. So we start to play around with in this work, which I found really cool, is you really start to become a master of your emotions in a way that's not suppressing emotions because we know that, that that doesn't work either. What we what we persist, what we resist persists, as they say. And that's very true. So yeah, it's been a cool journey of really understanding my own emotions and my own mind. That's I that's why I think I love this path, is it's just an exploration of self. Totally. And after you went to Poland, um, for anyone who doesn't know, Sky went with Yes Theory. There's an awesome documentary on it. You have some awesome videos as well, documenting your own experience about it. What, like, do you find it after doing that experience? Is it getting into a cold plunge for two minutes, like, not that big of a deal for you? Or, or what, how's your relationship changed since going through that kind of full-on experience? Yeah, I definitely think that now I'm way better equipped to handle a little ice bath in California with the sun shining. <laughs> um, but it's like a muscle, you know, I don't have a backyard in my apartment and I don't have a space for an ice bath. So I rely on going to friend's house and I take cold showers, but I haven't done an ice bath in a while because of quarantine. So I'm sure if I got in one, it would be hard. It's, it's always hard but it's just your relationship with it changes. So yeah, I mean, I enjoy pushing myself and trying to get over five minutes now. When I started, I couldn't even do two. Now I can do over 10, but wow. that's not always like, you don't need to do that to get the benefits. And I wouldn't recommend people jump into that at all. So for me, it was really important to have that gradual cold exposure. And in the actual Wim Hof method, they teach gradual cold exposure. Yeah, not, not just straight into 10 minutes. No, that was out of the ordinary. You know, meeting people like Wim Hof, uh, I've been following Troy Casey for years in that video. That's actually, I think, how I, I subscribe to you. I, I thought that video was so well done. He's like the most fascinating dude. Um, but you've probably interviewed so many fascinating people. Who yeah. would you say is like the one person that really stuck with you or like, wow, this is the most interesting person I've ever met? Wow, that's a really good question. Well, I have to say, yes, I love the Troy Casey video so much. That was such a fun video to shoot because it was a new concept that I had thought of, of spending a day in the life of somebody who's living an alternative lifestyle and just living life on their terms. And it's not to say, oh, they're, you know, here's what he's doing. So because he's healthy, you should do it. It's not, it wasn't about that. You know, he does crazy things. You know, he has, he does Shivambu, which is urine therapy where you drink your own pee. I'm not going to do that. Do I, I don't know anything about that, but the fact that he is somebody that is living this, this alternative lifestyle, I, I want to approach these situations with non-judgment and find what I can learn by just immersing myself in the experience of a day in somebody's life that's doing that. So that style of video is probably my favorite to make, but now with this quarantine, I haven't been able to do more of them. I did one with this guy, Dancing David, who's just a barefoot hippie, like living in an RV. And just, he's very fascinating as well. He's super fascinating. But there is a woman who, I, I don't know why this just came up, but I interviewed this woman in college before I started my 
channel, Sky Life Now. This was years ago. And I met a woman. This, I think, opened my mind to the power of the minds because this woman, she had, the, she had a biking accident where she broke her neck and the same place where Christopher Reeves, the guy who played Superman, he broke his neck and became quadriplegic. And she was told that she should have died at the accident. She didn't die. She made it to the hospital. And then she was told she's going to be quadriplegic for the rest of her life. And she did not, she just sort of refused to believe that. And she did everything. She worked on her minds like she was already sort of had a really strong faith and had a really strong connection with Source or whatever you want to call it. She just committed and dove into her meditation practice, sound healing, et cetera. And she was walking within six months and was fully recovered. Wow. And I just saw her in January when I went to North Carolina for another video and I got to see her again. And it was just so cool to connect with her again. And I'll never forget that interview because this was when I was first starting out to explore this realm and document it. And she, she was really what opened my mind to like, oh, wait, there are people out there with these stories and there are more than you think. You just have to find them and they're not really, they're not, you don't hear about them as much. Now we do because of the internet, because of the internet more than ever, but it wasn't, you know, these stories were sort of hidden for a long time, but they yeah, and, I, and I think it's so important that these stories are finally being documented because there's so many people who are in chronic pain and have like extremely difficult health challenges. And every time I know in my experience, every time I see a video, like I binge watched Joe's uh, testimonials and I've become friends with a woman who healed her chronic fatigue in one meditation. And like, it's been a journey for her, but it like really gives other people hope because there is unfortunately more negativity and people tend to use the internet as like a venting source. So we need more of those like uh, testimonials showcasing what's possible. Absolutely. And it's so powerful because it, those videos, someone sharing their story of healing can change so many other people's lives because you know, you're going to get always, there's a percentage of people that just, they say, oh, that's not true. They're faking. They hate it. They're skeptical or they're haters online. Like, but it, but that does not matter. That's irrelevant because the people who actually watch a video and it changes their life and they take action in their life, that's what matters. And that's the most rewarding part about seeing the comments on my channel and like connecting with people in, in the community. I literally like, it's what keeps me going. Cause the amount of comments that I see of somebody that said, Oh, I started trying this because of your video. I started doing cold showers or I started like drinking celery juice or like something What having Shaga and it did this and this, and it led to a domino effect of all of these things changing in my health. That is so powerful because we have so much more power than we think and we've been told in this you know this current system in society we have been so disempowered and it's not we are done with that it's time to take back the power we truly have and and show people anyone can do it like you've seen these dr joe testimonials these are just ordinary people doing the extraordinary as he says and it's true 
it's yeah. super inspiring. It lights me up. It's like, let's go humans. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whatever you just said, I'm like, we need to record that and just post that everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it is crazy. And what you said too, it's like the decision to start, like, it just takes one conscious decision that I'm going to try something and you're stepping into a now a new world where you, there's unlimited possibility. Yes. And, and talking about your channel and you're very curious, you have this passion for health and wellness and also like this journalistic storytelling style. Were you always like this as a kid or where did this kind of drive and curiosity come from? I've definitely always been curious and very fascinated by existence and life and just grateful to be alive. I have a vivid, vivid memory when I was little, when it was springtime in Boston. So the winters are long in, in Boston where I grew up. I grew up in Beverly, Massachusetts, just north of Boston. And the winters are pretty brutal. And um, now going, you know, I could go back and I maybe I enjoy it. I get some more cold training in, barefoot snow training, whatever. But growing up, when it became springtime, that was my favorite time. When I got to see the snow melt and the little buds coming up out of the soil and the first warm day that would happen in March or April or whatever, it was like the best day ever. So I have this memory. I don't even remember how old I was, maybe eight to 10. And it was springtime and it was the first warm day and I was so pumped. I ran outside and I was just running through my yard with my arms like wide open. <laughs> and I think it just, I, I guess like that, I lost it for a while when I became, when I was going through my, you know, adolescent years in college, they're really hard for everyone. So I sort of had lost that zest, but I think back to it now because it's how I feel now where like the, I want to have my arms wide open to experiencing this existence and i sort of forget your original question but <laughs> i hope no, you, i'm answering you, it i think you answered it and i think it's it's apparent in just how you now speak like you're just i think it's probably just wired into your dna but it's cool to hear like that story and be like oh you were just this kid who was so stoked yeah i was stoked you i do remember now you sort of asked about the curiosity and where it comes from etc yeah, I guess it was, I don't know, I studied broadcast journalism in college and growing up, I also always had an interest in making videos. I started making videos when I was little and then in high school, the media classes were my favorite classes and had a talk show and I just liked communicating information. I think that was always a passion is when I would be informed, I would want to somehow communicate it and share it. But then over time, I just started learning more and then I learned I didn't know a lot. And so that's where now trying to be neutral, objective and curious and always asking questions is very important to me because we only are experiencing this existence from our own narrow perspective as a human. And everybody's perspective is very narrow based on the fact that, hey, we're just, you know, we were born into a life and that shapes who we are. So I try and have real compassion and like non-judgment of, um, of, of that so that I can be effective in communicating a message to, to reach as many people as I can. Yeah. And I think that that comes through in your style because I'm not like super uh, aware of a lot of 
channels on YouTube and stuff. But from what I understand, a lot of channels aren't as like you're, you're, you almost seem like, uh, like a woman version of like Tim Ferriss and how you, you're very like meticulous in terms of making sure you're presenting like accurate information, which people trust because I mean, with fake news and everything, it's like people are sharing things that they don't even read. It's just like a headline. And so you're actually doing the work to like verify and at least do the best you can to, to stay objective. Um, and I think that's got to come somewhat through your journalistic background, at least. I know you said you studied that in college because it is unique. Like not that many YouTube channels that I'm aware of are like storytelling and interesting, but actually come through a lens of like, here's some objective facts about health and journalism basically yeah I, I try for that to be something that's a core part of my style and my storytelling because I do think it's important because there's so much misinformation and I'm not always going to be perfect I mean the the best case would be when I start really building a team is to have multiple really amazing researchers uh, who are actually like fact checking. I mean, I have people that that's the one area that I was like, okay, if I'm going to outsource anything or have help with anything, it needs to be on the research side. Cause I need people who can fact check and help me read scientific literature better than I can. I study journalism. I find like med students to intern with me and help me read the research. And I do a lot of my own research. I mean, I read these studies all the way through and try and bring that in because I think it, it, like you said, people just see a headline and they make an assumption based on a headline without even reading the story. So if people aren't going to do it, I might as well go on pet pubmed.gov and read the stuff for people and tell, tell them the, the highlights. But every video I make, I feel like it's every topic so nuanced and it, I could talk for two hours about it going through all the intricacies, but I just try and make it be, okay, here's exactly what I think you need to know, the main points and keep it engaging and just hit those. Even with a Dr. Joe video, it's like, oh my gosh, you know how much, how much is involved. How do you begin to break that down in one video? You can't. Mm -hmm. So I have to be okay with not being able to completely like touch on everything but i just try and have it be okay effective direct like and i do think i learned that studying broadcast journalism because you have to learn how to take complex information and break it down to be super straightforward and also yeah this the ethics of journalism were, were very important in the school that i went to that was one of the things that was so crucial to what we learned and, and learning media law and ethics and like learning, you know, what is ethical and like what you can legally do. And it's just, I think it's, it's important because yeah, I, I guess I love YouTube, but I want to take this beyond YouTube and I want to be more of a media company, media source than just a YouTuber. That kind of was answering one of my questions, which is like, well, actually, before I get into this, I just want to take it back first. Um, so you graduate college, you have this passion, like, did you, you knew you wanted to do something in media journalism, making content? So actually, when I was in school, I thought I was going to be a newscaster and go be a reporter for local television news. And I, I interned at a news station in Boston. And I did this midnight to 8am shift, like the graveyard shift where you're working overnight. And it was great because I got a ton of experience. But 
seeing what my life would be like, not just even no matter what hours you're working, just that level of, okay, first of all, the news industry, they're having a hard time keeping up with new media and they're relying on sensationalism to get these clicks now. And that's how pretty much the entire system of media works on the internet. So we have to be understanding, okay, that's what's going down. But for me, I just didn't resonate. I don't know. It was something didn't feel right about becoming this reporter when I felt like it was not me at all. Like it felt like I was playing some type of part and I'd have to dress a certain way and talk a certain way. And also I didn't want to be covering these sort of tragic stories every day when I, I'm not really passionate about that. Like I want to share, I want to create stories that I feel like I'm invested in, like I'm passionate about. And then I just saw there's so much opportunity in digital media. So halfway through senior year, I was like, you know, on that narrow track and I just divert, I just went, poof, I'm going the other way. And I quit the newscast. And then I started a early version of sky life, which is not what it is now. This was just like the beta test, I guess. <laughs> and the videos are terrible, but it was just a way for me to express my own curiosity and creativity. And then that's what led me down the path of like seeing, I didn't know, like nobody told me in college, we had no classes about entrepreneurship. And although the journalism school was so great, the career advice was out a little outdated and there was nobody showing us what was now possible with this new wave and this complete evolution into the digital age and like what you could do on your own. And I didn't know YouTube was something people did as a career. I had no idea. And then I just found out and I was like, nobody told me this. Why did nobody tell me this? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so funny because like I've also chosen a path where there's not like my sister's an accountant and it's very clear. She went to college, you know, did the things. And I'm like, like what I want to do with my life for my goals, like there's not a roadmap. I just know I have this like interest and curiosity. I'm like, I'm going this way. Like just going to like trust and like, of course be strategic, but uh, it is funny with the world shifting. And that's what I love about your story with YouTube, because when I was looking at your content, like I see this kind of trend of, you are versed in journalism, which I honestly think is a huge asset for you in the sense of because of what we were discussing earlier, like how you're checking your facts and how you can tell a story. Um, but it's also mixing with this dance of like world's changing fast, like attention span is like this, you know, YouTube's a thing, but like platforms are changing left and right. And I think that's where you um, also being young, like you're able to adapt and shift. And I think you'll be able to ride a really nice wave over the next 10 years where like you said, other news, older outlets with, you know, outdated modalities for working, like they're going to just get caught under the rug unless they know how to move. Yeah, for sure. And I have so much respect for journalists because it's such a hard job. And I have so many friends that I studied with that are amazing people that journalists get such a bad rap or whatever you call it. That journalists just I really don't like the war on journalists because they're just trying to keep up, but they're genuinely good people who want to serve the public and share information. And it's a horrible, hard job. Like it is so arduous and I have so much respect. Um, but I do think that there is a level of 
adaptation that's not really being there they gotta really think about things and 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 there's this constant paranoia fear because it is what sells and we're wrapped up in this advertising model that i'm also a part of on youtube you know i make money through ad revenue we're all in this just selling ads we're just so that's the reality um but if you can what's cool now is like okay if i'm gonna you know get money through advertising at least now the advertising showing up on my channel because it's about health wellness etc it's going to be hopefully aligned and then when i work with sponsors i can feel really good about partnering with a brand that i think is has a first of all awesome product that's going to help people get healthy but also maybe they have some type of mission they're on too where they're where they're supporting some type of cause i love working with brands that do that so i try and sort of think about it in a new way where it doesn't, you know, making money, advertising, all of that, it doesn't have to be this like weird thing. Like it can be aligned with our evolution on the planet. And every brand now, like I love brands that are putting sustainability first and that really are like standing for something and they can be for profit, but they can also help a cause that's great. So I think it's just about thinking about everything a little bit differently than we were. Yeah, I love that. It's a lot about like, like what you're saying, alignment with ethics and, and having values and like sticking to them. Yeah. Um, one question I, I did have for you, which I'm, I'm so fascinated by intuition and following your intuition. And you, you talked about how you decided to move to LA and you didn't really have like a plan or maybe you could just talk about that. Like what, cause I think there's a lot of people who are in their life right now, whether they've graduated college or, they're in their 20s or 30s at any age. And they're like, I don't know what to do next. What would you, can you like talk about that decision that you made and kind of what sparked it? Yeah. And that was the most intuitive decision I've ever made because it didn't really make a lot of sense. And, but it was so clear. So I'll say before that decision sort of became very clear that that's what I needed to do before making that decision, I was so lost and I had graduated college and I had chosen after, you know, halfway through senior year where you think, okay, senior halfway through senior year is when you're supposed to be looking for jobs that you spent your money trying to get. Like <laughs> that's the time when everybody's trying to get a job right after college. And I just completely went the other way. And I was, I mean, that was scary and I felt so lost and I was like, what, what am I doing? Like, why did I do this? This is so dumb. And I spent that summer just like, honestly, I somehow knew though, amidst all the fear and sort of like questioning myself, I knew that it was important no matter what for me to at least take that time that summer to really like just be still and dive into myself and really get clear on what I really want next. Like so much we're just rushing through life as to what we think we want or what we're told we should want. And it takes a level of just getting so quiet to really dig deep within your own self and, and get clear on what do I actually want. And so I went through that summer just very confused and lost and I did a lot of inner work, you know, and I was saving money too. I was working, I was putting away money for whatever the next step was going to be. 
but I, I was reading a ton. I was meditating a lot. I was going to this therapist who I go, who I went to, who was, um, more of an alternative therapist. We did a lot of energy work together. And I just remember in the fall, like I was so frustrated. And then I had this session with this woman who's sort of like my spiritual mentor. And we did some crazy energy healing and I don't know what happened, but honestly, like I just surrendered to it. I got to a level where I just learned, okay, I just got to like surrender and the pause here is important so no need to rush into this next phase and then a little while of that and then i just woke up in the middle of the night with such a clear and i never do that but i woke up at 4 a.m and it was like you need to move to la like it was so clear it was just just came out of my mouth and i was like okay and then i did like a month later and I did move without no, with no plan. And it was so scary. It was the scariest thing I ever did. And the first two years being in LA were pro probably, it was so hard, but you have to be willing to go through that kind of a challenge. If you're going to take a leap of faith and keep trusting and know that every challenge is really making you so much stronger. So yeah, it was just, I think it was the most, I am somebody that's not great at decisions or I was not great at decisions. Now my intuition helps me so much. But when I was out of touch with it, I was the worst decision maker ever. So having that clarity, clarity is power. And it just came through after months of work and like sort of struggle, but then the surrender is what brought it through in that way. So it was, yeah, I'm so happy I moved to LA. It was the best decision I ever made. <laughs> yeah, I love that because it's a mix of, like you said, doing the work to like quiet yourself and like really just accept what life is showing you or, or what you know is your truth. But also the practicality of like you, you knew you were like saving up money and like preparing for that next step, even though you didn't know what exactly it would be. Yeah, I'm definitely a big fan of practicality and planning, but there's also a balance that I've had to have because I'm a natural planner and we can't always plan everything in life. You know, we really do need that level of, of spontaneity and fluidity to get the most out of our experience. So I've gotten the, to a better balance now. <laughs> That's good. And I agree. I think it's a, it's a dance. It's a balance. Um, I yeah. want to be conscious of time. So before yeah. I ask the last question, where, where can people find you? Where can they connect with you online? So my YouTube channel is Sky Life. And then my Instagram is at Sky Cowens, my name. And I started a TikTok in the quarantine. So you can find me there at Sky Cowens. And yeah, YouTube is the best place because I'm pretty active on, on YouTube, especially the first 24 hours after I post. I'm always responding to everything. So check it out. Sweet. And I can recommend a thousand percent. Her videos are awesome and you will learn a lot of things you did not know about health, wellness, the world and yourself. So check them out. Yeah. And last question for you. So over the last few years of building this channel and starting on this path, I'm sure there's been so many different lessons, but if you had to boil it down to like the one, one key lesson you've learned, what would that be? Wow. That's such a good question. The one key lesson I've learned is I think it's, I have had to learn the hard way a few times 
to trust myself and not back down from my own power. Like there were so many times where I did quiet my own knowing or my own power because I was scared and I was afraid of what people would say. And I've learned that I, I will not do that anymore. And every time I do trust in my, myself and my own strength and my own power, then I'm able to serve that what I'm able to serve this mission on a higher level. And I'm able to do what I came here to do. So I've, it's a constant sort of a stepping up to the plate with owning and trusting myself. But that is, that is the one thing I would tell my younger self that. And I tell myself now, keep trusting this thing in your heart, like trust it and don't back down from it. Boom. (laughs) It's a mic drop right there. And I love that because that's applicable to everyone listening, no matter what your career path is. It's like your inner compass. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Thanks so much, Sky. Appreciate it. This was a blast and can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you so much. This is awesome to be here. Thanks for having me. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Sky as much as I did. Make sure to check out her YouTube channel called Sky Life. She's about to hit 100,000 subscribers there, and I know she has a goal to hit it by May 16th. So check out her videos, everything under the sun on health and wellness, and make sure you subscribe to her channel. Again, thanks so much for listening, and wherever you are in the world, I hope you are healthy and happy and safe. And lastly, if you did enjoy this podcast, It would mean a lot to me if you could just take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Tell a friend who you think would resonate with this content. So thanks again and until next week.